Welcome to the Compliance 911 Show, a no-nonsense podcast discussing hot topics for today's busy compliance professional. It's everything you wanted to know about regulatory compliance, but we're afraid to ask. And now, here are your hosts, Dean Stockford of M&M Consulting and Len Suzio of Geodata Vision. Welcome to our podcast series addressing everything you wanted to know about regulatory compliance, but were afraid to ask. I'm Len Suzio with Geodata Vision. And I'm Dean Starkford from M&M Consulting. Dean, I understand the Senate recently voted to override President Trump's veto of the National Defense Authorization Act, which includes big implications for the Bank Secrecy Act. Can you explain what the implications will be for our banker listeners? You are correct, Len. January 1st, 2021, the Senate did override the former president's veto of the act. The law includes over 200 pages of significant reforms to BSA and other anti-money laundering laws. This act includes the most comprehensive changes we've seen of BSA AML since the U.S. Patriot Act changes that we experienced after September 11th, 2001, and puts forth an aggressive regulatory agenda for both Treasury and FinCEN, better known as the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. Wow, Dean, a lot's happened since uh, September 11, 2001. Now, I I understand these changes will affect the beneficial ownership rules, which became effective in May of 2018. Can you explain that to our audience? Yes, it certainly will, Len. It also includes many additional reforms, which I will touch on later in the broadcast. With regard to beneficial ownership provisions, the law would require certain U.S. companies and companies doing business in the U.S. to disclose to FinCEN information about their beneficial owners. This could have a significant implications for financial institutions, which are now required to implement identification and verification processes for beneficial owners of legal entity customers. These changes appear to take the onus off from financial institutions and put it squarely on U.S. businesses. However, we're not real clear yet until they write the regulation. Although some exemptions exist, we remain unclear on exactly how this will change the current rules. But it appears it will make the current FinCEN rules on beneficial ownership less burdensome by amending the customer due diligence provisions. So, Dean, can you expand on some of the other areas within BSA that might be impacted. Absolutely. The NDAA BSA provisions do have some key themes, such as reduced regulatory burden on usefulness of BSA reports for law enforcement, modernizing anti-money laundering provisions, and encourages more technical innovation with automated solutions. They also stress that AML controls must be risk-based with greater emphasis on higher-risk customers, which plays right into customer due diligence and enhanced due diligence expectations. And of course, automated solutions, which will have a significant uh, uh, impact on, on these changes. Potential changes to the SARS, uh, suspicious activity reporting and currency transaction reporting. Vincent will consider revisions to current reporting requirements with specific instructions, and this has been discussed for long periods of time. Dollar thresholds for SARS and CTRs may be adjusted, determine whether CTR thresholds should be tied to inflation, 
uh, potential streamline for reporting of SAR continuing activity. This is for institutions who have already filed the SAR uh, and then uh, the activities have continued. So they will be revisiting those provisions. Modified reporting thresholds for different categories of activities. Uh, changes to CTR reporting fields that are deemed critical fields uh, in, when completing the CTR. Changes with CTR exemptions, uh, contemplating whether they're going to modify the number of, of transactions that are required in order to meet exemption requirements under phase one and phase two rules. Improvement to CTR aggregation for entities with common ownership. Streamline e-filing system, which includes auto-populated fields and other data submission, filing changes for non-complex categories of reporting, which would reduce the filing burden. In addition to the above, Treasury is instructed to review all existing BSA regulations, not just these that I've mentioned. Objective to identify areas of outdated info, redundant themes, or that do not align with the U.S. commitment to international BSA and AML standards. And there are other notable amendments as well, which include enhanced whistleblower program, bringing the AML provisions closer to the SEC whistleblower program. It awards whistleblowers whose tips lead to monetary penalties of a million dollars or more, which is significant. Enhanced information sharing uh, under our information sharing processes now, known as 314B, in SAR confidentiality confidentiality with the establishment of a pilot program permitting financial institutions to share information relating to SAR activity with foreign branches, subsidiaries, and affiliates for purposes of combating unlawful activity, which is a significant shift currently because we're, we're not required or should not uh, uh, provide any information relative to uh, SAR uh, filings at all with anybody unless they have a need to know currently. Expanded subpoena powers for the DOJ and Treasury for foreign located financial institution records if the foreign FI uh, meets and maintains a U.S. correspondent account. And as we've seen, increased penalties for repeat violations. The law allows for additional civil money penalties of either three times the profit gained or loss avoided or two times otherwise applicable penalty for the violation. And we've seen a trend. The number of enforcement actions has actually re reduced over the last five years. However, the number of civil money penalties have gone up significantly. So these would be big changes. Enhanced BSA provisions for antique dealers. It amends various definitions intended to capture virtual currencies, such as Bitcoin and other non-traditional cash alternatives. Considering a no-action letter process for FinCEN requires studies in areas such as artificial intelligence, blockchain, and other emerging technologies, trade-based money laundering, and money laundering by China specifically. Obviously, there are many changes forthcoming to BSA, with some that give the impression of reduced regulatory burden on financial institutions. But let's be honest, all, as politics and precedent do not support this premise, so compliance professionals and BSA staff should be prepared to enhance and modify programs, track implementation timelines, and provide appropriate training. Well, Dean, you know, I remember the very first time I heard about SARS and somebody said it stands for something ain't right. <laughs> and that stuck in my <laughs> suspicious activity report. It's a lot easier to remember something ain't right. Uh, 
Dean, I think our audience is going to be very happy today. They're listening to a recording because you packed in an awful lot into this presentation. I know I'm going to have to listen to it probably three times to pick up most of what you said, but I'm certain our audience will find it very worthwhile. And thank you very much for highlighting these incredibly sweeping changes to BSA and educating our audience today. To our audience, we hope you enjoyed today's podcast and found it informative. This is Len Suzio with GeoDataVision. And this is Dean Stockford from M&M Consulting saying thank you for listening to today's topic on BSA and National Defense Authorization Act. Thanks for listening to the Compliance 911 Show. If you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, please give us a like and review to help others find the show. As always, links are in the show notes, and you can always find us online at compliance911show.com. Follow M&M Consulting and GeoData Vision on LinkedIn for all the latest news and information on compliance hot topics.